Yes, guys. Welcome back to Onto the Ball. Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. It took me and Travis 48 hours to get over this. Um, I've been absolutely heartbroken, Travis. I thought <laughs> we'd patting you up by another 5 nil at least. Be top of the league heading into Christmas for a very, very merry Christmas. Um, it just didn't work out like that. Liverpool were absolutely abysmal. And I'm going to tell you how and why in the next 25 to 30 minutes. How are you, brother? I'm just glad you're okay, mate. This is this is beautiful. <laughs> I just know you're alive and kicking well, mate. So, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. It was like you said, it was a surprising result, and we'll get into it. But I, I, I think to say I was delighted is a, is a little bit too far. But I'm just happy we didn't get embarrassed. Put it that way. I mean, few could have predicted a nil-nil. Um, I've got to admit, when I looked at the form at Anfield in the last eight games, there was them three nil-nilers. And then other than that, it's been 4-0 Liverpool, 7-0 Liverpool, uh, 3-1 Liverpool. Who have you drawn to in, in the Europa League or the league or what? No, no, against Man United. Ah, oh, right. Got so you. the last eight years, it's, there's been three nil-nils out of eight. Okay. And when I looked at it, I got to half time and I thought, this is going to be another nil-nil. I can just feel it. I can smell it. it. I could just feel it. Yeah, it was like, it was honking. Uh, let's, let's have it right. Liverpool were absolutely atrocious. We didn't deserve anything from it. Um, and as it turned out, we didn't get anything from it. So yeah. that's what happens in top flight football. Um, but I, I think Jurgen Klopp got so much wrong. So, so much wrong. Um, I'm going to do a short on it later, but I'll tell you now because you're here listening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to open up and slag off Liverpool. And you're probably oh, yeah. going to congratulate Man United because, let's be honest, McTominay and his red men pulled it out of the bag. <laughs> um, but listen, Jurgen Klopp, for the fourth game running now, He's made changes from the bench and shifted Trent Alexander-Arnold into midfield to save the day. It's getting a bit boring now. It's getting tedious. It's getting predictable. He's got to start in centre mid. You want um, him starting in there now? Just it's, it's inevitable now, Trav. When I see him at right back, it's just pointless now. It's a bit like prolonging the agony, prolonging the inevitable. We all know that by minimum 75 minutes, he'll be in midfield. 60 minutes, even halftime. There was one game he put, put him in at halftime. I think it was the last game against... Uh, who did we just about beat? Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace away. He put him into midfield at halftime. Yeah. Put on Gomez at right back. It is just time. It's time to get him into midfield. Do you think he's not trusting like the right the, the other options at right back then? Why do you think he's taking sort of so long to to do it? I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. I'm calling this podcast now saying Jurgen Klopp, it's time. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. Joe Gomez is ripe, ready for the right back. You've been bantering me in the league, in the league, in the group chat saying I want a Joe Gomez gone in the summer. As a centre back to bring in some funds, yes. I would have seen Joe Gomez leave the club, but he is a right back. Forget Joe Gomez as a centre back. He's a full back. He doesn't do too bad at left back. He's never let us down at right back. It is ripe now for Joe Gomez to start at right back. Trent, even with the midfield problems we've got at the minute, Gravenberg's picked up a knock. Alexis McAllister's picked up a knock. Thiago's still out. Um, who's the other one? We've got another. We've got another midfield who's got an injury. It's just, we've, so we've got problems in oh, midfield. Wow, yeah. That's like another reason to get Trent in there. Um, it's just, 
Cobb's making himself look a little bit naive yeah. by consistently picking him at right back and consistently moving him into midfield to try and solve the problem when the game's going wrong. Mm. And when I say the game's going wrong, I'm talking about Fulham. It nearly went wrong. 90th yeah. minute winner. Sheffield United, it wasn't convincing. Fulham. Palace. Um, sorry, Palace. 1-0 down at halftime. We rescued it 2-1 after Palace went down to 10 men. And then again on Sunday against Man United, there was just nothing flowing. Um, and Klopp made, he made too many changes, not just to the personnel, but the formation. When he made the changes, and I said at halftime, I'd get on Gomez. I'd get on, who was the two? Gomez, Gakpo. Yeah. And who was the other one? Is it Elliot or? Elliot, Yes. Gomez, Gakpo and Elliot at halftime. You could see this. You could feel it going wrong. Gomez at right back. Trent into the middle. Gakpo for Nunes, who is had probably his least effective game in a red shirt. And that's saying something after the last year and a half. Darwin Nunes was absolutely atrocious. I've come to the end of my tether with that guy. I'm on tape now on my podcast. Darwin Nunes is a bona fide flop. He's a dud. I'm telling you now, Give Travis. Give it two weeks, mate. Give it two, I'm give telling it two you. weeks, brother. I'm sorry for embarrassing you putting Darwin Nunes in a combined 11 with Man City and Liverpool. I apologise, okay? That's on my head. You live and die by your decisions. As a football fan, he was as your, a football he was manager. He was the most damn mate. He was slamming it on the buzzer. Okay. Mate. And if we had a bigger following than we do, um, there's only two people watching. One of them's Football Ferreira, my man. Yes, brother. Again. Um, I'd be getting ridiculed for this because I put him in a combined 11 with Man City. He's absolutely abysmal. And I've come to the end of my tether. Like, he's gone. I yeah. do not want to see him in another Liverpool starting 11 again. I put it in my Liverpool group chat. He's done. He's dusted. He's oh, wow. dead to me. Cody Gakpo has got call. to start. Cody Gakpo's getting pelters on Twitter that he's he's not in great form this season, but he's not really been given a chance. No, he's not got any rhythm. It's he been stop-start, on... different positions, an injury here, an injury there, ruled him out. He's got to start through the middle. We've got to rekindle this Bobby Firmino 2.0. Bobby Firmino regen, we've got to rekindle it. It's the way to rescue our season. And it sounds mad saying rescue your season, you're second in the league. You beat Arsenal on uh, Saturday, you go top of the league. It, we're literally hanging in there by our fingertips. I'm not yeah. saying it's a false position. We deserve to be there. We've done some of the hardest away games. Uh, we've gone Spurs Newcastle. away. We've gone Newcastle away. We've gone Brighton away. We've Chelsea. gone Man City away. Chelsea away. You know, we, we're there on merit, but it just feels like we're grinding out these results, which obviously you're a Fergie boy, Trav. You grew up on the last 30 years. Mm. Winning leagues is winning when you're playing badly. Can you yeah. get them results over the line when it's not going your way? That, it seems to be all we're doing. I mean, that's why I've got this feeling we're hanging on by, like, the skin of our teeth to the top of the league and the upper echelons of the league. But Darwin Nunes, he, he has to be an impact sub. I'm not saying yeah. that he, he can't have an impact off the bench. 60 minutes, 65, 70. But that is where we've got to go, take a bit of pressure off him. Now, I think he's gone about 10 games without registering a goal. Yeah, I mean, for a striker... Like it's, it's getting embarrassing, basically. And I've not liked any tweets slagging him off on Twitter, but I nearly have. 
I agree with pretty much everything that everyone's saying. I think, like you said, I mean, if you look at the way United set up in the game with the low block, I think a lot of teams are going to sort of cotton on to that and have a similar approach against you now because you did really, I think you struggled to create clear cut openings like you normally do. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the thread that I sent you today sort of broke it down really well um, in regards to the width that Salah didn't really hold. Like, he didn't really make the pitch big. I think it suited us because we were quite narrow and sort of flooded the midfield, had had a few, like, a basically a double pivot with McTominay sitting in front. And we just sort of encouraged you to go wide, but you didn't really use it. Do you know what I mean? You, you kept it quite narrow. I think we were... I wouldn't say we were comfortable. I think there were times in the game where we sort of looked like the goal was sort of coming, especially... You started quite well, like the first 10, 15 minutes, yeah. you had quite a few corners in succession and stuff. But like you said, as the game wore on, it I think Liverpool are normally associated with being patient and making the pitch big and getting Salah wide and stuff. And the low block didn't really suit Nunes. He lacks space to run in behind. He's not really that sort of player that likes to get in little pockets and stuff. So, yeah, I think Gappo definitely would have suited that game coming on a, a little bit earlier. But... It will be a concern for Liverpool. I mean, you've got a big game against Arsenal coming up and the performance level has got to be better than it was on Sunday because I think Arsenal will definitely give you more of a problem than we did. I think we we went there low on confidence thinking that a, po a point was like a victory for us. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying we oh, won but it's huge for us. I mean, we've been there on good form and lost. So for us to get a draw is like a huge confidence boost for us. But yeah, I think from Liverpool's perspective, they'll sort of be kicking themselves. I know a lot of people have been talking about arrogance and saying um, Liverpool are arrogant and stuff like that. But I don't know. No, if... Do you know what, Trav? Do you know what I think played a point, a, a point, a part in it? Go on. The 7-0 in March. You think? It was almost like everyone expects us. Yeah, this should be myself, really put, well. Yeah. Like Liverpool are top of the league and Man United are worse than they were last year. So it should be more than seven. It should be eight, nine. Yeah. The more the game went on and half an hour in, and it was like, it's not going according to plan. It's not as easy as we thought. We need to detach it from that game. That's been and gone in the past. It has yeah. absolutely no bear on this game now. By the time we got to half time, it was like, we're in a game here. Do you think the like, players... You literally got to break them down. Oh, massive. I think yeah. everyone did. The crowd, the players. The crowd did. Yeah. The crowd was so flat. And I think that was it. I think they were going there to be entertained expecting an absolute goal fest and like you say once it got half an hour in they were like what the hell was going, going on here? Here? yeah because it wasn't like the atmosphere minutes, we thought it yeah, yeah everyone was sort of yeah. like shocked like it should be two nil already what's going on this summit don't feel right and then like you said the goal just didn't come but when you think back to it anana wasn't really like pulling stuff out the top corner saving us was he really it wasn't that sort of flurry the two best chances trav yeah, we did. You had the two best clear-cut chances. And yeah. you see when Hoyland missed that one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah. And I thought about it. I think it was about the 75th minute. And I thought, no if way. the commentators were honest here, they would come out and say, so let's say Hoyland put that away. Yeah. They'd be like, Liverpool have been absolutely abysmal, like yeah. atrocious. This is the worst I've seen them all season. But because Hoyland missed it, it was, oh, can, can Liverpool break them down? Can they yeah. find the breakthrough? Uh, Klopp's change a few formations now. It was like no one was saying it, but Liverpool were absolutely like oh. horse manure, yeah, like rubbish, lacking ideas, 
lacking concentration, lacking patience in certain areas. Like, do you see when Gakpo come on and took a yeah. shot from about 30 yards when he, all, he, all he had to do was lay off to the right to Gomez? Yeah. Took a, a shot that just went out for a goal kick, and it was like, what the hell is going on here? It yeah. It was a car crash everywhere you look at it. It was um, uncharacteristic there a little bit. Like like you said, I mean, you've, you've done that a few times this season, but it's like you said, it's not normally like clock team. So I think, like you said, psychologically, I think everybody expected a comfortable pace in early doors. It didn't come. And then it was sort of like desperate all the way through. So, yeah, I think Liverpool will be frustrated that they just couldn't get their regular game going. But I think, like I said at the top of the uh, show, a lot of that is on Jurgen Klopp. He absolutely snookered the players there with his change of formation. He didn't. Mm. He, he should have just done like for like, and he didn't. He put Trent in the midfield with a double pivot, pivot of him and Endo. He put Gomez on the right, moved Salah into the middle with Nunes, just getting in each other's way. Yeah. He watched that go wrong for about 20 minutes and then reverted back to the 4-3-3 by taking Diaz and Nunes off. Yeah. But by then, our heads were gone. Yeah, our heads were absolutely bust, and we were like, we could feel the game slipping through our fingers, and we weren't going to get anything from the game. But it was, it was just bizarre, bizarre yeah. substitutions, bizarre formation change, panicky, and basically just the game fizzled out, which is mm. what Man United wanted. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going to jump in the comments. Jose's with us. Cheers, brother. Legend. Uh, he said, everyone like, subscribe. Cheers, Jose. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening, mate, but we're on a bit of a shadow ban at the minute with YouTube, so there's not many people watching ever. Um, but I appreciate you tuning in, as yeah, always. Um, football is finished. Everything is a mess. I no longer recognise many teams or can predict anything. Funny game. It's why we love this sport. Absolutely, mate. And mm. This was definitely a turn-up for the books. Uh, Alexis, big miss in this game. Ugh, I've been Googling him today, Jose, to see when he's back. Um, the report did say at some point over Christmas, so hopefully we can get him back. But he's a huge loss, especially with no one to fit into that CDM role because Endo is not the answer. Um, Liverpool isn't playing well this season, but getting the results, to be honest, who is playing well? Who's been consistent? Not many teams around Europe, apart from likes of Girona, Villa. Yeah, I've seen Girona won again. Was it 3-0 Monday night? Yeah. Um, top of the league in La Liga. It's mad. Villa, yeah, ace. It's all good for the neutral, isn't it? You don't want to see the, the same teams up the top of the league. But, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a crazy year. Uh, I no longer back Nunes. This guy doesn't know that he's a footballer. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Honestly, Darwin Nunes and Josie, I've got him in my FPL team as well. I'm absolutely wounded. I can't. I'm trying to look for opportunities to dump him and get him out of there. But did you see in the first half when he like floated out to the left and he had Shimakas overlapping him and he all he had to do was slip it in and he like sort of checked back and just delayed and dallied on it and then just yeah. ended up passing honestly it his head is gone. Darwin Nunes is thick, Trav. <laughs> honestly, I'm telling you, mate, he's he's like retarded. Like, I imagine he's, like, got the body of a 24-year-old, but the brain of, like, an 8-year-old. I honestly think he dribbles his food and Klopp puts a bib on him. Honestly, I'm telling you now, that's what I think it's like training with him and trying to talk to him about tactics. And once he gets in these positions, he's so far up Salah's ass that he gets caught between trying to think of being selfish as a striker and looking to assist Salah. Yeah, and it's like your your head's just gone, mate. You're an absolute mess. 
Hopefully, Gapo starts to get some starts. I mean, you you would think so, especially there's going to be a lot of games coming up over Christmas. It's I think he will get plenty of minutes, to be perfectly honest with you. Like you said, the games will come thick and fast and not everybody can play. You've got Salah Afcon as well. So it might be just keeping Gapo fresh for that because he knows that Gapo is going to be playing for quite a few games. You just don't know what to think. We've got a league to win, mate. We can't be looking to keep people fresh in February. We've got a league to win. Yeah. Gapo, honestly, right? I think Sunday was the last throw of the dice with Darwin Nunes. Yeah. I'll be very surprised if Gapo doesn't get a run of games now. I think it was a bit like, right, let's throw him in again, see if he can get a goal or two to boost his confidence and get out of this rut he's in. And if it doesn't work, it's Gapo's getting his chance. That's what I think is going to happen now. It's going to be Diaz, Gapo, and Salah. Do you reckon? What about Jota? Is he out as well? He's out, yeah. He's out till January, apparently. Is he? All these injuries, they're just mounting up. Matip, Matip, Gravenberg, McAllister, Jota. Uh, There's more. There is more. more. Tiago. Tiago. Yeah. There's another centre mid as well, did you say, was injured? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Curtis Jones? No, Curtis Jones is back. Is he? As as back. Bad luck would have it. He had he got minutes on Sunday. He's absolutely yeah. atrocious. Jose uh, says, Scott, have some more and chill, my friend. Nil nil against United. This United team is like your ex is cheating on you. That's what it feels <laughs> like. I was, I've been absolutely heartbroken, Jose. Trust me. Uh, Salah become a monster in sats, but in terms of football play performances, his stats are alive for the last two years. I don't know about the last two years, Jose, but I do agree with you. See, in the last two months, People are starting to question Mo Salah, mm. his effectiveness on games, and then he will. He'll pop up with an assist or a goal to mask it all, but it's starting that question again. If Saudi come in with serious money in January, we've got to go? look at it. I would let him go 100%. If it's what? serious money, yeah. though, Trav. And yeah, I mean, he's never... in the summer, they were quoting 150 million. You cannot turn that down for a 31 no, year old. No, you can't turn that down. That's crazy. And I don't care if he's the second highest goal scorer in the league. I don't care if Liverpool would be dead without him. For a 31-year-old, anything over 150 million, he's got to go. Yeah, you can get a couple of 60 million pound forwards for that and, and replace the goals that it, that you'll miss with Salah. Like you said, it's a huge amount of money for a 31-year-old. You're not going to give him another contract now. I mean, how long's left on his contract? Three years? No, a year and a half. Oh, there you go. And he, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He'll be 33 by then. You're not going to give him another deal at 33. Well, I'd be staggered if you do. Liverpool don't give contracts out like that unless they give him a one year, but it's the money that he's on. What's he on? Nearly 300 grand a week? 350 not, a week. Exactly. But you to sign another one, he'll want another increment on that. Four, 450 a week. Or, even yeah. though his, his um, influence on games is getting lesser. He'll want yeah. to pay rise. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's see, just see yeah. what happens in January. Um, Jose says he agrees this game would be tough for Liverpool. Liverpool made hard for themselves. Having that 7-0 in the heads didn't help. Absolutely, mate. It must have been playing on their mind. Um, yeah, Gonacho chance, Trent. Jesus yeah. Christ, that was another one. Big A chance. great bit of defending in the end from Trent. But, mm. my God, i just seen that going in the back of the net. Yeah, it was a great move as well. Like... Because obviously, from United's perspective, we've been criticised <laughs> that Varane... Your, your boy, Kobe Mino, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, it was Varane. 
into McTominay, he spins it around the corner into Minor, and the Minor plays a delicious pass. I think, I mean, I've watched the game. I didn't watch the game live, but I watched the full 90 minutes on Monday. And Mino has got the potential to be a top player. Do you know what I mean? To go in that sort of Anfield cauldron in that atmosphere and be as calm, as composed as he is. Like, I've, you what know, atmosphere, when, Trav. Yeah, yeah. What atmosphere? It was the deadest I've ever seen Anfield. Yeah, it was pretty dead compared to what it normally is. That's props for Man United. They silenced the crowd, didn't they? They did, yeah. They did. I mean, we we showed moments. Like, it was backs to the wall at times, but we showed moments. Like, I wouldn't say it was a proper counter-attacking performance. I think there was time, because Liverpool were off it, it contributed massively to it. But we showed small glimpses of what we can potentially do. Um, if if given the sort of the time and space. And I thought Mino was sort of instrumental in a couple of those moves. But yeah, it was just the Hoyland chance is the big one. He's not scored in the league. That'll be playing on his mind quite a bit. Do you know what I mean? Massively. Yeah, 13 Premier League appearances, no goals. So that's a huge concern for him that he's not off the mark yet. And I think it's going to be a, little, a big relief for him when he does finally get off the mark. Hopefully it's the next game that we play. Got West Ham on Saturday lunchtime, which will be a tough game away from home as West Ham have hit some quite good form. But again, like you said, going back to the performance, I think Ten Hag, from Ten Hag's perspective, he needed that. Do you know what I mean? I think he he went there knowing that he couldn't afford to be on the end of another stuffing with, with all the takeover talk and managers being linked with United. He needed to go there and just said to his team, right, we do everything not to get beat today. I think that would have been the first portal call. And we managed to do that. So as much as I don't want him in charge, I've got to give him credit for what he's done in that game. You've got to give loads of credit to Man United, the manager, the players, the subs. Um, They managed the game to perfection, silenced the crowd, made it the worst atmosphere. Anfield is probably seen in my memory. I can't think of anything worse, but it was so flat considering we had the, the new stand open and boosted the capacity to, I think it was 57,000. Mm. You could hear a pin drop at times in that second half. It was it was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, props to Man United and Captain McTominay. I know there's been a, a few murmurings that he was well-received as captain in the Man United dressing room. And, you know, I've... You've Not so much that McTominay is a certified baller, but I've said all season, I don't know where Man United are. They need a McTominay in that team. You said that way before this season, to be fair. Um, mm. So it's literally his leadership quality has been quite important for us. I think he's got quite a limited ceiling in terms of how good he can actually be in comparison to some other players. But in terms of attitude, being in and around a squad, leadership qualities, he is very important to us at the moment. And I think you, we've always had those types of players in our squad. I know he gets the direct comparison to Darren Fletcher because of the Scottish link, but we've always had players like your John O'Shea's, your, your Phil Neville's, those, your Nicky Butts, those utility players that are, are important in a squad, especially when you're challenging for big honours and we're not at that stage at all. But it's important that the, those players who know what it's like to play from the for the club, from the academy are in there as well. So I think, I don't know when his contract runs out. I'm not saying he should definitely get a new contract. But what I'm saying is he's, he's very important to us at the moment in terms of his leadership and steering us in the, in the direction that we need to go. Fair play. I tell you who's not steering us in the direction we want to go, Trav. Go on. This might 
shock you and it might not, but here goes Dominic Sabosley. Mm. I've got a horrible feeling he's a fraud. Dear. Yeah. You know better than anyone. I've been doubting him for the last four to six weeks. Mm. I've spotted him not doing enough, not putting in enough effort, not using his attributes, his box-to-box, his strengths. Almost like he's in second gear. He's got another few gears to go. And I've spotted it for weeks and weeks. Since he got compared to Steven Gerrard, I'm like, I'm just not seeing enough for him. You, you're the, you're the biggest bang. advocate, though. You are the biggest advocate for uh, for midfield balance and what a midfield can do to your team. And you, if you think about the individuals in your midfield, McAllister, Soberslight, Gravenberch, Endo, like, are they all pretty much, apart from Endo, the others that I've just mentioned, and, and then obviously if Gakpo's one of those three as well, are they all pretty similar types? Like, do you reckon you've got a midfield makeup that makes a balanced three? Like, if you think of Henderson, Genie, Wijnaldum, and Fabinho, I don't know yet. Comp, I don't think you've got that unit yet with those with those players. Whether whether Jones has to come in, whether Elliot has to come in, I'm not sure. I'm not the manager. You're not the manager. I don't know. You know your players better than me. But if everyone was fit, all your midfield three was fit, all your midfielders. What three would you pick out of everyone if everyone was fit? I'll tell you who I'll pick, but I'm not happy with it. Go on. It'd be McAllister CDM. Yeah. I want a better CDM. Yeah. I want us to spend in January on a top quality CDM. Yeah. I don't mean world class. I don't mean the finished article, 80 million, 90 million. I mean a top quality 22 to 24 year old CDM. Don't ask me who I'm relying on the scouts to be networking all over the world. If it was that on Andre from Fluminense, then so be it. Uh, I don't want Polina because he's 28 or 29 soon. I think, yeah. um, I think the boats sailed for him. It's too late in his career. I'm not saying he couldn't do as a good turn for two or three years. I'm just saying he's not the kind of profile I want us to spend a lot of money on. And, so, yeah, McAllister in number six, because it's all we've got. Yeah. Gravenberg on the left, Sabosley on the right. Exactly. That's pretty much the you, best I mean, we can so do. You've already named one player who is out of position, and it remains to be seen whether Sobersly is naturally a midfield player or he, he might still be adjusting to the role a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because when... oh, Do you know what? It's not that try. It's, it's no. almost like... I feel his heads fell off since he got compared to Steven Gerrard. He scored yeah. that world against Leicester in the League Cup that cracked barring in shot. Comparison started coming out. Number eight, Steven Gerrard's shirt. We've finally found a, a Steven Gerrard replacement. We've not seen anything from him since. And I've spotted this lack of desire, this lack of effort. This, And it's almost like he's trying to overcompensate with too many Hollywood balls. Yeah. He's basically giving the ball away. In the first half against Man United, I think I counted three or four times and I was straight on my Liverpool group, get Sabosley off at half-time. I wanted Sabosley off, I wanted Endo off and I wanted Nunes off. He's doing three. what Bruno is doing, them Hollywood balls now where he thinks he's just too good. Pretty much, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's gone to his head. He thinks he's this Hollywood baller and he can pull off these mad moves. It's like he needs to go back to basics. Yeah, and He needs to use his attributes as box-to-box, a bit more effort back and forward. It's like he's he's made it and he's this like luxury baller. 
You're not a luxury baller, mate. Yeah, basically took his foot off gas. That's what I'm trying to say. But then he went away with Hungary and had two ace games on the international break. And I thought, go on there, and that'll revitalise him. Let's bring that, supposedly, back to the Premier League. And he's gone back in uh, relax mode. Nah. So basically, and now all over Twitter, the question is supposedly, and I'm sat there thinking, I seen it three, four, five weeks ago. Yeah. And I spotted it. He's he's too mm. relaxed. I think he thinks he's made it. Klopp's not afraid to make changes, though. I mean, he, he'll play Elliot if he needs to. He'll put people in there. I mean, like you said, Endo is starting to get a, a few consecutive games now, isn't he? I mean, yeah, I, don't I hope know. not, mate. I hope that's the last we see of him. <laughs> Honestly, he's not the level, Trav. He's not <laughs> the level. Trust me, if you think we're going to try and win this team, league man. with Endo in number six, we're not going to do anything if he stays in the team. Do not think. I'll tell you right now. We need to get Endo out. Supposedly, he needs to up his game. Salah needs to up his game and not just stat pad with an assist here and a goal there. I need more more from him on that right-hand side. Luis Diaz was probably one of our best players on Sunday, but even he was a million miles off the kind of effect Sadio Mane would have. On oh, the game. Yeah. You think of what Sadio Mane was like. He was clinical. He oh, was ruthless. Yeah. He was deadly. He was confident. Um Luis Diaz hasn't got that that ruthless, deadly side to his game. Aggressive, yeah. I'm not saying he can't get there, but if anyone is saying that we've got over Sadio Mane leaving, so we've got Luis Diaz, no chance. Not even nearly that world-class level that Sadio Mane was. And I miss him. Yeah. For me, Mane sort of set the tone a little bit more than Salah. Like Salah got all the plaudits and stuff in terms of his goals and that, but Work rate, aggression, like you said, just clinical, aggressive killer. Sadio yeah. Mane, mate. Was I'm telling killer. you what, Trav, if you watched a two-minute compilation of Sadio Mane's best bits, followed by a two-minute compilation of Salah's best bits, Mane's easy say Sadio Mane's an elite baller over yeah. Mo Salah. Mane's clear, mate. I've all, I always liked Mane. Even when he was at Southampton and he was linked with United, United fans used to laugh at the link, and I was like, he's actually good. Do you know what I mean? He was he's quality, he really was. And I always rated it. But yeah, Klopp took him to just different levels, man. Um, and like you said, when he left, you've not you've not actually replaced his determination, his aggression, his pressing, even the pressing as well, the off the ball stuff was just nuts. Like everything, his decision making, his eye for a goal. Do you think Luis Diaz is decent as well? Yeah, probably, probably. But do you know what? I don't want to... If, if I say I'm missing Robertson, that'll be me doing a disservice to Simicast. Simicast mm. has been really good. Yeah. I can't fault him. If we're going to if we're gonna highlight probably the five best performers on Sunday, Simicast is in that five. Probably yeah. Simicast, Luis Diaz, Kanate, Van Dijk, Allison. Yeah. Them five were like top, top draw. Um, probably now I'll squeeze Trent in there so that leaves Endo get off Sobosley hauled off at half time Salah do more Nunes get in the bin yeah Um, but yeah look congratulations to Man United nil-nil at Anfield you take that every day of the week yeah no matter what form you're in Um, but yeah we're going to have a massive massive headache on Saturday against Arsenal they will be a lot more ruthless than Man United. Oh. I do think they're going to put us to the sword, Trav. You'll have less of the ball as well, and they will create 
chances. That's the thing. You know they will. Whether they keep the back door shut or not, I don't know. But they're actually defending well as well. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge test. Like, that's going to be so much different to this Man United game. Like you said, Man United, you weren't at your best. You still dominated the ball and still had most of the chances. They weren't good chances. But, yeah, Arsenal are coming to time, mate. You've got to be on your metal. You're going to have to improve at a rate of knots to even just compete in that game because they are... It'll unravel, Trav. It's my favourite word in the group chat, isn't it? Unravel Morrison. <laughs> unravel. Mark my words, mate. It will unravel on Saturday at home to Arsenal. Watch this. You normally you are normally good at home to Arsenal, though. You yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Record, but, but this... Honestly, you know I live on predictions, Trav. Mm. It's going to unravel Saturday, yeah. mate. If you still do Super 6, mark my words, it's going to unravel. I don't want to say too much because we're probably going to do an Arsenal um, preview show with Rob Malunga. Hopefully, Neil will join. Trav will always be there. Um, but yeah, Man United, away to West Ham next. Away to West Ham on Saturday. I mean, that's another <laughs> that's another yeah, banana man. skin for Ten Hag, isn't it? Then Villa at home, Boxing Day, mate. We could get tumped up <laughs> against Villa. So yeah, that 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 is going to be painful. And then we've got, I think we've got Nottingham Forest. They've just got Nuno Espirito Santo as well. So that's a yeah. new manager Bance thing. That's away from home. So that that's going to be tough as well. So we've got a tricky Christmas, um, to be fair. But like you said, I think we'll get a lot of confidence from that point. We'll see. We've got injuries coming back as well. I know Ericsson's in training. I think all the others are due back. By latest, the end of January, everyone's going to be back. So that'll be Martinez, Casemiro, Mason Mount. They'll all be back. Malassia as well will add to the squad. So hopefully we can get um, some boys back from injury. We might do a little bit of business. I know there's, there's quite a lot going off at the club. They said that we're going, to, we, we're going to potentially be quiet in January unless the right opportunity arises. But I think we're going to go big in the summer. So we'll see what we do in January as well. Maybe get somebody in on loan or... What, is Varane still looking like he's out or have they patched things up, do you think? Well, he's got something in his contract that means we can extend it for a year. We can trigger an extension clause. So I think that, that that's in discussions. I wouldn't say he's back in the good books at the moment, but from what we've been reading on the group chats and, and little rumours, I think there's some financial fair play constraints if we don't get into Europe this season. That's why we're trying to offload all these ballers in January, all the highest paid earners like your Casemiro's, your Varane, Sancho's obviously in there now. So it looked, and Martial as well. So it looks like we're going to do more sales than incomings. But we'll just see, I think, with back to Varane, I think he's somebody we, we should keep in and around the club because... Oh, 100%. I know we haven't got the depth anyway to let him go. Do you know what I mean? If he goes... And we said, didn't we? People fall out all the time. Just make up. Be a man about it. Man. He's top draw. He's quality. Like, I'm not just saying it because he's United. Like, I know he's had his fitness issues. He is top draw. Like, when he's when he is fit. I knew the writing was on the wall, Trav. You see, as soon as Maguire got injured. And, and Moran. I was like, I'm gutted. Moran will play now. That's bad Bless for Liverpool. Disguise, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was heartbreaking, mate. <laughs> And he was, he did deserve the, um, the man of the match for us. He was he was top draw. It, just everything, reading in the game. He always puts himself in the right position, heads everything, he's brave and he's quick and strong. He's got everything you want for a centre-half. I know people complain about his passing, but man, you don't play out from the back anyway. So there's you don't need to be able to pass, brother. It don't matter. So as long as he can defend, that's all that matters for United anyway. Nice one. Right. 
on we go in the Premier League. Liverpool and Man United just as onto the ball carries on regardless. Um, if you made it this far, don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps us out loads. Trav, it's when, uh, Wednesday tomorrow, Liverpool in the League Cup. I'm sure you'll be tuning in to see not only Liverpool hopefully get beat in your eyes, but uh, run the rule over your next opponent, West Ham, and see how they get on. Yeah, man. Hopefully, loads of ball. The knocks for the weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Nice one, brother. Cheers, Dude. guys. Nice one, mate. Oh, you beauty! What a headshot!